we are live, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony, here for the 109th NHA podcast. Instant reaction, Iowa versus Wisconsin. First and foremost, I want to mention following me on Twitter, on Parlor, on Periscope, at 247Hawkeye, as well as Instagram, at official247hawkeye.com page. I will put the description uh, in the uh, in the description of this podcast. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen. It's funny, you know, on this recording, I only have 30, if I do it on my phone, I can talk indefinitely, but if I do it on my computer, I only have 30 minutes to do this. But I want to do this in 30 minutes and make these points really quick. Let's first start off with Iowa beating Wisconsin in general, okay? Iowa has been so almost mind-numbingly close to beating Wisconsin ever since 2015. And you can easily, easily argue that they should have won at least two of those games in the past since 2016 easily and i won't even argue with you i absolutely agree the only place that i'll be contentious to you is you know <laughs> even division one athletes know that sometimes there are games that you lost as opposed to the other team winning. And there is a dis big distinction. But Division I athletes especially understand that the this, this shoulda, coulda, woulda and making arguments based off of shoulda, coulda, woulda is just not worth it. Because at the end of the day, there's only one fact versus well, not versus anything, it's just one fact, which is who won the game. And when people look back, only Iowa fans will know, well, it was, you know, it, it, Iowa could have won, but they didn't. And, you know, I'm not saying I understand that more than anybody because I played uh, Division One water polo or anything like that. I'm just making my argument that ultimately – the shoulda, coulda, woulda is not a good argument. But where it is a place to step off of is where you think the Iowa, where your team should be. And with Iowa beating or losing to Wisconsin in, 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 in such fashions that they have since 2016, when I looked at this game, I said on the face on the NHA Facebook pregame show that Iowa on paper should win this game. And not only should they win this game in general, but this game will be huge in terms of moving forward next season and the year after that because the reality is Wisconsin it's been the reality is this. It's been Iowa and it's been Wisconsin since 2015. It's been those two teams. 
Yes, it's been Northwestern twice in uh, the championship. Yes, it's been Minnesota who's been pretty good. But averaging it out, it's always been Iowa and Wisconsin. Right up there. Right up there. Yeah. And in my eyes, it's, it's Iowa and Wisconsin's conference with Northwestern being really, really close. I thought Minnesota was close, but they're not as close as Northwestern. Northwestern deserves the nod. It's Iowa and Wisconsin, and then Northwestern is like a first down, two first downs behind. And so what I'm getting at is this game was huge for the confidence of this Iowa Hawkeye program because losing to a certain team can really gnaw at you and get you to the point where you start psyching yourself out and your confidence isn't as high as it should be. Your confidence isn't as high as it is against other teams because you have that. And this win was huge. It was massive for recruiting, for the confidence of this team moving forward, for the Big Ten West, for the Iowa Hawkeyes as a program. It was huge. And then on top of that, Iowa moved to 6-2, and two, which is equal to a 9-3 and three regular season. And it's just, it really is amazing. And I said this on the NHA podcast that this is such an amazing story on facing adversity. You know, I really think that people, these, that, that a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people think that fear is a virtue and they don't want to do things that make them feel uncomfortable and things like that that challenge them. But adversity makes you grow and become the ultimate individual and, and then on a team level or group level, the ultimate team or group that you can be. If you look at adversity the right way and this Iowa team did it they grabbed it they owned it and they took it week by week and finished with six straight wins and they can finish with seven it is so amazing amazing so that's my opening statement I just wanted to talk about the meta beating Wisconsin, the, the adversity, and and all of that before we dove into individual things and things like that. It is awesome what this Iowa team did. And I'll tell you, on, on an individual note myself, if you listen to this podcast weekly, you know that your boy said and never got off the train that this team was really, really talented. All, the only thing that I ever said was that talented teams can lose games. That that is possible. That just be, you, 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 can, you don't, talented teams don't 
always do what they're capable of doing. We say that all the time. But we saw how good and talented this Iowa team was these last six weeks. And it's amazing. It really, really is. And so I'm happy I stayed on that horse. I'm happy I stayed on that horse. All right. Spencer Petrus. It's not the end of the year yet. It's not the end of the season. Iowa still has two more games to play. But this is what I will say definitively about Spencer Petrus. Okay, today he went, let's see here. Let me, I'm going to give you guys the individual stats for Iowa. Spencer went 14 of 20, and then I'll come back to Spencer. Spencer went 14 of 25, 211 yards, two touchdowns, compared to Mertz, 20 of 38 uh, for 169, zero TDs, one interception. Goodson had 106 yards. Sargent had 51. Uh, receiving, Smith-Marset had his easily the biggest game of the year for him with seven receptions for 140 yards and two TDs and finally became the deep threat we know he could and can be. Brandon Smith had three receptions, 30 yards. Tyler Goodson, two for 28. Laporta, one for 11. And Regani, one for two. And, I, and I'll come back to the receiving core as well. Uh, team stats. Let's look at team stats as well. And then I'll come back to Petrus. 13 first downs to Wisconsin's 11. Iowa was 3 for 14. Wisconsin was 4 of 18. Um, total yards, 338 to 225. Iowa won in that category. 211 passing to 169. 8.4 yards per pass for Iowa compared to 4.4 for uh, Wisconsin. 127 rushing compared to Wisconsin's 56. And then Wisconsin had the ball for 34 minutes compared to Iowa's 25 minutes. All right, Petrus. I have said all year that there are some passes that Petrus has made that are NFL caliber throws. And that he just needed to put it all together. And I also said, you know, because my good buddy Paul brought this up. That it's hard for us to truly, truly evaluate the quarterback. When we only see the snap and maybe 10 yards. We don't see the entire route or anything like that. The entire route tree, all of that. And then on top of that, I asked you guys this question. I'll ask it now. Same question. If you don't like Petrus, there's two questions that you have to ask yourself. Number one. Would Iowa be 6-2 and two with a different quarterback right now? And number two, would, would the offense, and, and number two has a, kind of a few questions, but the main question is this. Would the offense be what the offense is this year, which is the best offense that Iowa has had in years? 
And would the passing game be better with a different quarterback? That's a sub-question of, of the second question. Now, I'll answer those questions. I don't think Iowa would have finished 6-2 and two with a different guy under center. And I don't think the offense would have been – I don't even think the passing offense would have been better without Petrus. Now, Petrus by himself, okay, the guy has made some NFL-caliber throws in my eyes, and he's just had to put it all together. By no means am I saying that Petrus is the end-all, be-all right now. I'm not saying that. But I am saying – because every week I said that the passing offense, it looked like they were almost there. They were getting there. They were so close. And they finally put it together in that second half against Illinois. They finally did. And Spencer ended the year. I don't know if the Wisconsin stats are added yet. I'm not sure. Let's see here. Let me see here. Let me put all, whoops, let me put all of his games together. Let me put all of his games together. Got to put all the games together. Because it says he has seven touchdowns to five interceptions. So let me put all his games together. with Just his TDs. One, whoops, sorry guys. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven. So nine, he has nine interceptions to, or excuse me, nine touchdown passes to five interceptions. Okay. And then with this 211 yard performance, that will put him to 558. That will put him at a thousand, about 1560. Nine yard, 69 yards passing in eight games. So 15, 15, 15, 61 with nine touchdowns, five interceptions in eight games. Okay. Not amazing, but not bad either. And especially in these last two games, he has come on. And so for me, I already answered the two biggest questions, which matter to me the most. But individually, he is making progress. And I don't think we should stop that progress. I think we should see how far it can go. I really do. So, in my eyes, Spencer is just fine. The question of another quarterback is is way 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 in the rearview mirror and and Iowa is just fine. Spencer is just fine, Iowa is just fine. All right. The seniors. For me, this is what has made this season possible. And the reason I said that this team was so talented. Ultimately, this team had a a good group of seniors that were really talented as well as really talented youngsters. You look at Matt Hankins, Chauncey Golston, Van Volkenberg, uh, Alaric Jackson, who else we got? Um, Neiman, 
Cole Banwart, all those guys will have a chance to play on Sundays. All those guys will have a chance to be drafted as well. And that is what makes this so awesome. This story has, this season has been an amazing story. You know, you have the Davion Nixon story. You have all the seniors. And and it's just really, really, really awesome. And I'm so happy for the seniors. And you Hawkeye fans should be too. Because I always say that transferring is very iffy. Because when you transfer, you better be sure that the issue is not you. Because if the issue is you, the same problems that you're having at Iowa, you will bring to the next place you're at. I understand you can make the argument of going to better scenery and having a change of scenery and things like that. But usually, the problem's you. You're the one that has to take a look in the mirror. And so, when seniors do this, it makes me so happy because usually, these guys have had ups and downs their entire career. But they stuck it out, and they all you almost always end up either playing some good snaps or starting their senior year. And that's what makes this awesome. So congrats to the seniors. Now, moving forward, Iowa plays Indiana. And that will be a big game. That will be a huge measuring stick game. And then they have a bowl game. In my eyes, Iowa has a chance to play in a New Year's Six Bowl. They really do. Especially because of how strong they've come on their last six games. And I think it depends on a few things. I think it depends on how Northwestern does against Ohio State. And I think it depends on how Iowa does against Indiana. And, of course, other things, but those are the two main things. And if those two things go right for Iowa, they have a really good shot at playing in a New Year's Six Bowl, which is unreal. So we'll see on that. I'm not even giving a bowl projection because Iowa, you know, really has a shot at a few bowls in my eyes. And we'll see. We'll see. All right. My final regular season Big Ten power rankings. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you ready? Here we go. In my heart and in my mind as well. Before, it was just my heart, but now it's my mind as well. Mm. I had... Iowa number one. And now it's both. Now I'm not going to put Iowa number one because Northwestern is playing. So I will do this. I have Iowa 1B to Northwestern's 1A. Okay. I'll just be fair and do that. 
But I will tell you, I do think Iowa is better right now than Northwestern. Just like everybody thinks Ohio State is better right now than everybody else. So 1A, Northwestern 1B, Iowa 3, Minnesota 4, Wisconsin 5, Purdue 6, Illinois and 7, Nebraska. In the East, Ohio State 1, Indiana 2, Penn State 3, Rutgers 4, Maryland 5, Michigan State 6, Michigan 7. And it's really easy now because of who beat who and things like that. Things have really opened up. Overall, in the Big Ten, okay, it's really crazy. Two big programs, Nebraska and and Michigan. Because I think Penn State figured figured some things out, and so, you know some of their younger talent probably came on, and and they're okay. But Nebraska and Michigan have to open up that hood and figure things out. And in my eyes, M- Michigan will probably be okay. I think Jim Harbaugh is a good coach and he'll figure things out. Nebraska's in trouble, folks. The biggest problem Nebraska has is their arrogance. If it weren't for their arrogance, if this were I don't if this were Iowa after Kirk Ferentz had le- had left and after three years, this is what they, you know, Kirk Ferentz had what Scott Frost had to show for it. The coach would be gone. And then you think about, you know, Texas, the Oklahoma, Florida States, you know, some bigger programs. He'd most certainly be gone. Nebraska is in trouble, folks. Their arrogance has gotten them in trouble. And I don't see it changing because the biggest thing is that they think is that new talent's going to come in, talent that Scott Frost has recruited, and it's going to change everything. If that were the case, it would have happened this year or even last year, folks. But it didn't. It hasn't. Nebraska's in trouble. They are in legit, legit trouble. So we'll see. But those are my final power rankings. All right, regular season awards. My comeback offensive player of the year probably would go to, I don't know, Amir Smith-Marset. Probably go to him. I I don't know how much that award. It could maybe go to Petrus. The the offensive player of the year in my which matters more is Goodson or Linderbaum. You can even make a case for Sargent or uh you know, but I think th- those two get the nod, and I think you'd probably even give the nod to Goodson for offensive player of the year. For the regular season. Defensively, boy, that's tough. Because Iowa has, there's been a lot of guys that have done really, really good. 
But it goes to Davion Nixon. You know, he he gets it. And I'll say this about his, his NFL decision. And I'll have more on it next Wednesday. But, you know, I've said... This is the, it's not like AJ Epinesa or Geno Stone where they got some, they, they were starting and then they had a really big year. You know, this is really, even though Nixon played last year, this is really his first year. And if I were him, I wouldn't be in a rush. And I know a lot of you guys are going to disagree and that's fine, but I wouldn't be in a rush. I think I would stay and have another good year even if it pushes my draft stock back a little bit develop a little bit more not even a little bit more get my degree and move on but we'll see we'll see but either way Nixon is my defense player of the year final thoughts on this regular season first and foremost it sucks that Iowa didn't get Purdue or Northwestern because just one of those games and I called it when Iowa lost to Purdue that Purdue was a 500 team at best but Iowa really really could be playing Ohio State and that's too bad however how they finished was a good second fiddle was a good second option. They finished, well, this was the second best option, How what they did. And they really put some pressure on Northwestern. And moving forward, not only can they finish the back-to-back -back seasons in the top 15, back three years in a row in the top 25, but they can also go to a New Year's Six Bowl and then also have a lot of confidence moving forward into next year with a, with a, a quarterback that's gotten a year older, a running back that's only going to get stronger, and there's some good young running backs waiting in the, in the wings, including Ivory Kelly Martin. He's not young, but Ivory Kelly Martin should come back. I hope he comes back. He, he should. I mean, he'll be a great second option for Iowa. He's a good running back. This program is in a great place. Even with all the off-season stuff, this program is in a great place. And I said that winning cures all. And all of the off-season stuff seems just like background noise now. You know, Iowa quickly made the changes that they needed to make. Whether you agree or disagree with them, they made him. They moved on. And now they may have a top 15 finish. So, this has been amazing. And truly a finish for the record books. This does not happen very often, folks does not happen very often ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening to the podcast we will see who iowa plays i will have more for you wednesday as an iowa fan you should be happy i've said multiple times that i think some iowa fans are spoiled 
ladies and gentlemen, we have number three Iowa playing Gonzaga tomorrow. And we have a team in Iowa football that will be ranked in the final rankings in the top 25 and maybe two years in a row in the top 15. This doesn't happen all the time. So enjoy it while it's here. Enjoy it while it's here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been your boy, Nolan Hawkeye Anthony. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Parlor, and Periscope at 247Hawkeye. On Instagram at official247Hawkeye.com page. And go to 247Hawkeye.com. And as always, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow. In facts or feelings, your feelings don't matter. Love y'all. Go Hawks. Bye.